0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: And welcome to No Church Answers. This is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number three hundred nine. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. I'm not sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that is where we are. You know, we're not pastors; we're just regular guys. Each on our own spiritual spiritual journey while we're meeting daily challenges and jobs and stuff just like you. And that's why we're here. We're having a Christian discussion for men. And unlike others, we aren't taking any church answers and we're glad that you've joined us. You know, this podcast has been called deliberately provocative, but unexpectedly funny. And so we're so glad that you checked us out. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever get, you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook youtube and at no church please rate our podcast and leave a review and of course it would not be possible without your support so thanks so much but real quick i want to uh just bring up something you know and here's some news the no church answers tv show is back on the air so if you ever wondered what we look like <laughs> our uh, our half hour program is now airing on kbpx tv houston And that's channel 46.3, part of the new Dumont network. And that's Sundays, both at 11 a.m. And again, for you night owls, at 11 p.m. on Central Time. Uh, We'll also be available free on demand with the NuDu TV app for Roku and Amazon Fire streaming boxes and at NuDu.tv, and that's N-U-D-U. And of course... You know, all our episodes can be found at No Church Answers on YouTube. You can also Google No Church Answers Podcast to find our audio podcast as well as more information about us. So whew! <laughs> uh and without any further ado, uh this week we're adjusting this uh we're addressing the subject of faith. Um and Mike is going to give us uh, you know, a little background on it shortly, but first I want to go ahead and introduce the uh, panel here. Uh, he is a former world-class policy write- writer. He's a professional gambler. He's also the show producer, uh, except for today, right? Uh, Mr. Steve Titch.
2: Yo. Hey. I, 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 I had my hey, feet up. He was, uh, he, was was. he was chilling <laughs> on this
1: one. Uh, he is a uh, former prosecutor. He's attorney and he's a uh, apprentice producer. Uh, oh, we call him, We call him the judge. It's a Michael Crapper. Hey, Mike. Hey, hi, Mike. And man, I sh- His shirt is so bright. I should have <laughs> worn shades. And I'm talking. I'm talking about the uh, professional teacher, the commercial grade teacher. He is a trainer and theologian. We call him the professor. In bright orange, it is Robert Koshu. Oh,
3: hi, hey, Robert. So, I work with a bunch of people who either went to OU or OSU. Mm. Oh. If you watch Bedlam, you know hey, why I'm wearing hey, bright orange wearing today. You're
2: wearing your orange for the Astros. <laughs> oh. Well, oh,
3: it that's was my, old, what was what my Astros orange shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. This call. is all. This is all OSU. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a uh, producer, MC guy. But now I'm gainfully employed, even though that I'm, uh, I, I'm retired in in one way. Uh, I am a. Uh, uh, a substitute teacher.
4: And uh, and and
1: just a a real quick note on that for any of you men out there. My daughter said the kids would hate me because I'm too strict. My son said the kids would think that I was interesting because I'm not like your regular teacher. And my sister who is a teacher said they would ignore me. And it really was all three. <laughs> it was all it, it was absolutely all of them, you know. But anyway, and with that Mike, this was awesome. And we're going to go ahead and throw it to uh, the judge to kick it off.
4: So anyway, today's topic, as I mentioned, is about faith and our understanding of it. When I chose to follow Jesus, I became part of a charismatic denomination. This church believes that Jesus, and by the way, a lot of charismatics still do that today, uh, this believes that Jesus still still performs miracles on a regular basis. You just have to ask him. Well, when I was young, And a new Christian, uh, before I was a new Christian, my apologies, when I was very young, maybe five or six years old, I got hit in my right eye with a rock from a slingshot. It damaged my eye and I did not have good vision. I still did not have good vision in that eye, but I attended several services where different pastors invited members of the service to come up and be healed. Usually this occurred after the pastor gave a very persuasive message that Jesus can heal, and still heals today. So I went forward on several occasions and the pastor would anoint my head with oil and pray for me and for my eye to be healed. Now folks, my vision did not improve. And so my, my question was often, why was my eye not healed? And and the classic church answer, guys, which we've taught were no chance, the church, classic church answer would be, and I received it many times, I did not have enough faith to be healed. Okay, what? What I said, I'm a new Christian. This is very confusing to me because I committed my life to follow Jesus. How was I supposed to have some enormous faith which my fellow churchgoers said I needed to be healed? My, so my understanding of faith was elusive at best. Faith can be a confusing term because you cannot see it, you cannot touch it. And today we look at Lesson 2 from a Christian publication called Heaven and Angels. We Christians believe that a person must accept Jesus as Savior to go to heaven. Now, the author of Lesson 2 in this book puts an interesting spin on the word faith. He tells us that faith is the currency of heaven, and we must exercise our faith to go to heaven.
1: Bill? Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. And it is Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible He was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him.
4: And folks, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, I I can either mention these, what we're doing this and keep the uh, outline going, guys, you all can, Insert yourselves if you want to. The first, first question: We are going to have that. We're going to ask Steve to tell us a little bit about faith from what a worldly view or oh, dictionary I could, point of view.
2: So basically, one single dictionary definition is complete trust or confidence in something or someone. That was pretty much the the, the dictionary definition, and that was number one. Number two does mention God: strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So those are, those are the worldly definitions of
4: faith. All right. uh-huh. All right. Robert,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. So from, a little lifting from Easton's Bible Dictionary. <laughs> uh, faith is in general the persuasion of the mind that a certain statement is true. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, and whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in this one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, Philippians 1.27. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as firstfruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth, Second 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Faith is a result of teaching. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in, and how can they believe in one of whom they have not heard, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, and that's Romans 6:14. Peace with God, Romans 5, 1, and sanctification, Acts 26:18, Galatians 5, 6, and Acts 15, 9. Faith equals the gospel is the bottom line.
4: Bible faith to me is is believing in the unbelievable, because we can't see it. Right, guys? Yep. Uh, how would you tell somebody a non Christian what Bible faith is
2: in, in your words? Could it, you? It's, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually no, say only, belief in the unbelievable, explain. though. Though it kind of is that. way, But basically, belief in things unseen. The the, the first verse of Hebrews, chapter eleven is as good a definition of that as... 11.1. As any, eleven one. Let me get back to it. Now, faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. And, which which sounds like a, a, a contradiction, but it's, it's really at some point you're making a leap of faith that this is true. But there's, you know, you can then go to the evidence. It isn't a blind faith. So... I would say, how would I, how would I define it for a non-believer? I have read the Gospels. In their own way, to me, they make a lot of sense. And when I have applied them, there has been, in a way, positive results. Now, I'm, not, I'm amazed. Well, you deserve congratulations for being a Christian after dealing with the you-don't-have-enough-faith because you're, I mean, no, no. Do 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 prayers get answered? No, but, exactly. but, and and I also I, I and, and we we'll can get into this. I also don't think faith is like a gas tank, where you know if you're low <laughs> on faith, somehow you're not able to you know you're not able to connect with the Holy Spirit. And I it's think, not a Christmas shopping list either. <laughs> I I think it's I think I think there's a certain degree of absoluteness. To it, you you have faith, and um, that oddly enough, that faith will grow. But you really you 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 really can't have a it doesn't go up and down with the day. So 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 that's a that's a long way of saying that that I've accepted the Lord, in part in part because there's a leap of faith there, but also. I've 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 had the experience. I have I've um I've believed, I've prayed, I've seen the Lord work in my life and others who I've prayed for. And now now and that to me is the Lord's work. Now now, now somebody can say, "Oh, well, you know, it's the doctor or it's chance." But there's just too much of it in my opinion. There's like there's, there's
4: strong evidence. evidence. Go, Go ahead. I was a guy, Yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh,
1: Oh, no, um, I was just going to go the, and bring this uh, discussion. Man, you guys, you guys are high level. Um, I, I, faith to me is, is really simple. Um, uh, it's the lens to my eyes and it's the filter to my ears. And it's the way I choose to look at things and I choose to hear things. I think that everybody has faith. And if you don't have faith, then you're an absolute pansy. Because you'll stand on the side of the road. You don't even have faith that you'll be able to make it across the street. And so to me, to me, faith is what you, it will make the best of you. That's what you're thinking that that you're going to be. And as you grow in your faith of whatever, I pick, I I never, like I've said many times, I never had that really eureka moment. I just had an example, my grandpa, my dad, you know, they had faith in that the rain would come and man, the pigs would make the market. I mean, they, I mean, it was tough, man. There was times when we didn't know if we were gonna make it, um, you so know. It and and, when and happen well, happen and the and thing happen about happen. it is, I mean, it, that happened to the same people that didn't have a whole lot of faith, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's one of those faith is one of those things that everybody has it, but you have to decide what you what you have it in and how much of it. I have uh I uh, just the strength of the examples in front of me and my own experience with Christ. And and yeah, sometimes I and you're Steve, you're absolutely right. You don't you You can't just pump it up like a tire. It takes work. It takes regular uh, reverence and study and stuff for you to sharpen and become to deeper in your faith so you win have so you can use it when you have bigger challenges and stuff but it for me uh honestly um because the archetype that I want to be I just want to be awesome I don't want I don't have any particular goal but basically anything I decide to do I just want to be awesome so that's the faith what it does for me once I decide what I want to do it helps me along that way. It's the lens that I look through, and it's the filter for my That's ears.
3: I, I like the analogy of the yeah. lens a, a lot, because faith, as Bill says, and we, we often talk about faith being a muscle. You have to exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. And it it's one of those things that your faith is a journey that you're on, not a point in time like, at one point, I don't have enough faith to get my eyes healed, but it's a journey of of life, and faith allows you to look at life from really a different perspective than anybody else has. And and that faith is—I'm I'm, kind of like Bill. People have faith in all kinds of things. There, people have faith in science. In, you know, mm-hmm. I
1: saw— uh, yeah, I, boy, I trust my gas. Place? I have faith my gas gauge is working. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, right. yeah. But yeah. but you know, but you have faith in those things. But to have faith in God, it really is. It goes back, I think, to the Hebrews definition of the things mm-hmm. unseen, because you're believing mm-hmm. in something. You know, John talks about, or Paul talks about, blesses or those who saw and believe, but even more blessed are those who have not, Jesus actually said that, are those who have not seen yet mm-hmm. still believe. Mm-hmm. And, and what I think is funny is you have to remember the apostles struggled with this. Mm-hmm. They hung out with Jesus 24-7 all the time, and they struggled with faith. I mean, they were with, you know, Peter literally walks on water with Jesus, and what does he do? Sinks. Why? Because he lost, the, he took his eyes off Jesus, and it's he lost the, his faith. And it, but, it, but it, 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 so if the guys who hung out with Jesus struggle with this, how much more are we going to struggle? Because we're two thousand years out, and by the way, in a more quote unquote advanced scientific society, so we could we can look at someone who's sick and go, "That's not a demon; that's cancer," and he's got epilepsy because he has a brain tumor. You know, it, it's a different. Way of looking at life, and that's what gives it your the faith. Ability to when you're
1: alive, you're faithful. If you, somebody says you have faith, then you're dead. You well, had faith. I'm, I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna uh, you're a faithful in. person.
2: I'm going to chime in and saying, well, because you're getting at something good, Robert, and even you too. Um, faith. I mean, I, I think too many, <laughs> too many churches make faith sound like it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that was and, and so That's many, right. and and, 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 and if you're new to, even if you're new, people, we, we even do it in our, let's admit, we do it on our podcast yes, stuff. We, we bandy the word around, but we like, around. like and, and, and that was the sharp example with the, you don't have enough faith, uh, yeah. so you're not going to be cured. But how often do we fall back on that with more subtle things? And I I think faith is really hard. It's it's, it's it, you <laughs> gotta you gotta work at it you <laughs> don't I, I don't believe anybody who says oh faith comes easy to me. no it doesn't they're, they're <laughs> that's, liars that's they're they're yeah. well let's I'm not even, yeah. no, but but they're <laughs> fooling themselves or their faith isn't is is very I mean, it should, you might might be a little more fragile than you think it is because you've got you you've got it's got to be tested. Because the only way it gets stronger is through overcoming even your own psychological resistance, let alone you know others. Oh, but so, so I, you know, you, you had to note does faith come easy? Yes and no. Um, yeah. There, there are, but but it's not. So, it's not. It's not something. It's not the immediate fallback. Yeah.
1: Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is
0: No Church Answers. We'll be right back.
1: Uh, the Faith is the Currency of Heaven, produced by guest producer, the judge Michael Cropper.
4: Mike. Yeah, real quick. Uh, what we've learned, and, and, and I made this statement earlier, folks, seeing is believing. That's why we have a lot of trouble believing that we're going to go to heaven. And of course, again, the key here, faith is a currency to heaven. That's what the story is about but folks how long have we come how far have we come we didn't know that objects were made of molecules or atomic particles one day we may see the absolute connection or link Mm -hmm. to heaven with our faith but we we're not seeing it yet with our eyes so what i'm saying is folks there's a lot of things we have learned that are existing now that two thousand years ago the people didn't know. Even a hundred years ago, they didn't know they exist. So with that, we'll go on unless you guys want to comment. Well, that's that's the. I mean,
2: you've got what what are the constants, and you have a few notes here. How do you, how do you know if you if you have enough faith? But the big thing, heaven's faith, the currency of heaven, which is which is the the where kind of the rubber hits the road. If you're if you're Protestant, you pretty much settle on the sola fide doctrine that you it's you only get salvation through faith in christ through accepting the christ's death on the cross as covering your sin and enabling you to either go to heaven or enter into the celestial kingdom however however you want to put it um it and uh you can't work your way there. There's no other way. And and that Christ is the avenue. And that, of course, is it's Christianity right there. And it gets a lot of people upset. But that whole idea of faith, but let, let's take it from the Christian point of view only. A lot of Christians can't get their hands, get their minds around that. What do I gotta do? What do I gotta do? Is it is it faith plus? Mm-hmm. And um or is it? Is it again? Is there a modicum of faith I have to have? Yeah. Jesus says, "Faith the size of a mustard seed can can move mountains, or can can do great things." So, very good. What I'm I'm just no, I'm no, just shooting right.
4: here. So, so do you, what believe, is, that? Do what you is, believe that? Do you
2: believe that? Do I believe? You faith? brought up
4: a fantastic well, scripture do you believe if you have faith as a mustard seed you could move a real mountain or do you think no I think a metaphor? it's a, figurative,
2: a, a speech, figurative speech but it's okay. basically what I think Jesus is saying even a little bit of faith can give you a new perspective or can, can push you to new can, well, well, can yeah, push, yeah. push the spirit to, to, toward acting
1: yeah. within you yeah. um, go ahead Robert so, ha ha! Ah, see, he caught my look. Um,
3: so, the first thing I would tell everybody: go listen to podcast two fourteen, faith versus works, when we do a little a little crossfire back and forth, Be- because because the faith part of this shows itself through the works. I'm I'm kind of a James fan on this one, because um, I think it's both. You know, matter of fact, I worked that into a whole debate lesson with the uh, youth Sunday school class that I do every summer now. Um, but, it, but it's really, the, the faith lets us tackle life, but also gives meaning to the things we do so that we're not doing it just for ourselves. But Bill talks about working with the homeless downtown. And we do those things because of our faith. And our faith drives us. It's part of our exercise in our faith is serving others. You know, and, and people are like, well, you're not preaching the gospel. you're just painting a house. Yeah. And does that person know why I was part of a church painting a house in youth ministry? Yeah. Are they appreciative? Yeah. Do we get to pray with them? Yes. So give give you this. You show up to this guy's house that's falling apart Neath painting. I want to talk to you about the gospel of Christ. I need my house painted. I need food. I need this. Well, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. If you have faith in Jesus, you'll be saved and, you know, and and then and then yeah, and then. Oh, and all these blessings. Yeah, whatever, dude. Go away. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 you show up and you say, "You know what? Your your house needs fixing up. You need some food. Let me do that for you." I've got a way to tell you about the gospel. Why? because the gospel is founded on love, you will have the opportunity to share the gospel with people in ways you could not because of your faith and what you've done with it. Versus, I'm going to have faith to pray and get X, or I'm going to have faith to pray and have X happen to me. You know, your faith allows you as you go down that journey to understand why you're doing the things you do. And and I'm going to go one step further. Guys, do your best job at work. Why? Because you have faith. You're called to live your best life. You're called to live all the things you do because of your faith.
1: I have, it seems like as I get older, I get challenged more and more by people that uh, have no faith or, or certainly uh, know that I'm, I'm a church boy and uh, I have this one guy that constantly asks me the same question. He goes, "Won't you feel ripped off if you die and there's no heaven?" Oh, well, I'm not a Christian because of that. You know, that's exactly what I tell him. Dude, that's not why I'm a Christian. As a matter of fact, being a Christian brings heaven a little closer to me. I like it. It dealing with the people the other people's problems Adds a little humanity to my life.
2: See, that's the A answer right there. Yeah, you, yeah. You definitely, I, definitely our takeaway out of out of out of um, right for the la- yeah. last few weeks.
1: I won't, yeah. care. I, I think, I won't care. I won't care. I'll also, be dead.
2: It's the know, kingdom of God. Bring the kingdom what of God to yeah. yeah. Faith, faith isn't exactly that. Faith. I, I'm going to get controversial here, but we're we're I'm going to get provocative deliberately. <laughs> yeah. Faith should be. Faith should be the thing that gets you off your ass.
1: I agree. If, if you're sitting exactly. around, Absolutely. if you're sitting okay.
2: around saying I'm done with this world, I'm waiting for heaven, that that's that may be a problem. That's that's basically saying no, no, yes, sure. Well, you're you going to live in hell and probably no, go to hell. Here's here's what here's what your what your faith is a leap of faith too. That what I'm doing matters. That what I'm working toward is are the good guys is going to win so i'm going out there and you know everybody's getting ripped off everybody's beating on everybody everybody's giving the finger to you on the road um but i'm going to go out there and help paint a house and i don't have to say anything about it because that is one step toward the kingdom that jesus christ describes and you know and 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 so so that is that is to, to go back to because i'm a galatians guy but that's what james is getting at <laughs> about faith spurs you to action
1: because you're buying in prime okay. example i i broke the news i didn't even tell the guys ahead of time before i told you listeners out there i'm a teacher i'm a contractor though i just happened to have a college degree and they needed people and i passed the test I am at a school that is midpoint between high school and prison for some of these people. And you know what? I feel my mother smiling on me. My wife says, Don't, my wife says, don't, don't get shanked. But my mother from heaven is smiling on me. I just feel her saying, Bill, you're giving back. And you know what? That is a big part of faith. Making what's around you, making these, giving these people a sample of heaven. And so if there's no heaven at the end, it's not going to bug me at all because I'll be honest with you, I experienced a fair amount of it here on earth.
4: Well, faith, as we're all talking about, folks, if we haven't made this clear, our faith (laughs) is in Jesus Christ, that he is Lord, that he died for our sins, and he rose from the grave. And he bought our salvation for us to enter into heaven and that's one of the things again that the author brought up that to get into heaven you have to have faith and and faith is the currency that gets you into heaven so I'm going ask I'm, I'm gonna ask a question here guys uh, Steve and I talked about it before the show uh, folks we have faith but do we ever have doubt in our faith you want to Go out and answer yeah, to that. You right? have you. The, I think I think I yeah, go go on, go
2: I'll go to everybody. Everybody does. It's tough. Because you, and actually it's not, it's human. You know, you gotta look at at, at sometimes the real world. Um, you know, when you have uh, you know, you have you have what's going on in the Middle East, in, in Israel and Gaza, thousands of people are dying. Are they all going to heaven? Are they all are they all getting one last chance? Uh, you know or or is it like you know, like everything else, like your plans like everything dies what what's so special about human beings that well, that somehow we're going to get some kind of celestial thing yeah, i mean yeah, you you, true, you start looking true. at the natural order of things and wonder that's where that's where do my mean? doubt comes in well because, it, <laughs> it it
1: won't be it won't be special unless people learn something from it if they don't learn from it don't make any changes or anything, then it is just another spoke in the wheel that honestly did not matter. Now, the spokes in the wheels that do matter are the ones that have faith, have caring, or have something that is different, that that gives it some value to it. And that's the thing about faith. To, to me, and, and being a part of the church, is being around like-minded people. And the community of faith is that we help people when things are going bad because we we have faith that it will go better. And and also, they help us when things go bad. Like my wife went through cancer. Steve's uh, horrible injuries. Yeah. Koshu's. House uh, problems. Mike's retired. He doesn't have problems. He he's wears white shirts. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't he's an guy. attorney. If he does a problem, he has a problem. He sues its owner, and you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, professor, back to faith. So man.
3: it 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 it's really and and Bill, you said it. It's about and that's actually part of our faith. Is be that's part of the exercising the muscle. Right. Is the corporate coming in together as worship and being with like minded people of faith. You know, the the Bible tells us don't don't neglect the gathering of yourselves together as is the practice of some. Right. You know, what's a verse we forgot in twenty twenty hard. Right. <laughs> you know. But it, it's it's be together and encourage each other in the faith because the faith is what makes us, at the end of the day, it's the Galatians-James paradox that the faith makes us what we are, and who we are, and whose we are. It, it is those things that bring out what we have as men, and what makes us uniquely different, and able to really go and talk to people, not only about our faith, but about life. Because in in case anyone hasn't noticed, life is hard. You know there are there are you know grocery price increases. You know I I was adding it to my head because the last couple of days I've out actually eaten out at lunch, and I remember the days. Okay, this wasn't that long ago that I could eat out for five bucks a day. Then it became twenty bucks mm-hmm. a day. Well, honestly, if I want to eat lunch out now, I I if I want to eat out lunch. 10 15 years ago I'd have spent 100 bucks a month now I'm gonna spend minimum 300 bucks a month to eat out yeah, yeah. for lunch yeah, okay. you know and that's a different concept
1: if you think about
3: it. so did you but you did your salary go up three times
4: mm.
3: no. <laughs>
4: no. <laughs> no 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 Ed has not well,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know Mike had a real good uh, question in in this uh, preparation in the show notes um, have you ever seen heaven? on earth and I have and I'll tell you where it when it when it is and and you'll recognize it right away to me you're gonna see your ancestors of faith me that's my own personal belief I know for a fact my grandfather my dad my mother and my dog Skip is gonna be there for me okay and that's somebody I I never expected to see. And it gives me joy, even thinking about heaven in that case. I saw Beverly's mother see Beverly for the first time after her cancer, and she was down to like a hundred and seven. And we were gonna get we were planning funeral arrangements yeah. for Beverly and her mother saw her. And the look on her face, she expected Beverly to be dead. Because we had to keep them apart because her immune system was so low. She didn't expect to see Beverly until she was at the funeral. And so it was that moment of heaven just in her look of seeing someone you never expected to see again until you're there. And I looked at that and, wow, that is heaven on earth.
4: That is a great point because it goes back to the book we just covered, right? There are times when we actually sense heaven presence with us. It's yes. not 24-7, No. but we will mm-hmm. get those small times Moments. when you actually sense mm-hmm. it, feel it, and perceive it. Right. Thank you, Bill. Great. Yeah. anybody else want to comment on that?
0: Um, no, I
3: think that, and I, I think that did you'll see heaven on earth when you see people serving each other, people giving, people making sacrifices for each other, people yeah, helping other people. Yeah. That's when I, I see heaven on earth. At that, when I see that.
1: But you won't recognize it if you don't no, if you don't absolutely. exercise your faith yeah, you right. won't even recognize it because yeah. the only person i swear and it was her brothers and her sisters were there none of them saw that like me and my oh andrew was with me yeah it was me and andrew and we looked at each other wow that was
4: she, dude, so she
1: that was habit. Like, this is a miracle to me. Like, this, I mean, it was a miracle Absolutely. because we had to keep them apart because her immune system was so low. Wow. You know, and when she finally, because I mean, we thought it was the end. You know, and on and see, dude, and that, see, that's the thing. That's what's so important about this podcast. It's exercising your faith muscle. You don't always get this stuff through books. and And honestly, a lot of those examples and stuff go over my head. But man, I recognize it when it happens in front of me.
2: well, you know what also it develops into believe it or not there's a there's a phrase called Occam's razor oh which God. which basically means the simplest explanation is the best, and sometimes the right. simplest in, 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 the simplest explanation is that it was a miracle. I told the story a few weeks ago about the boy who was who was choked on the balloon and apparently was was not breathing for 30 minutes. Now, someone can come in and say, well, this is how it could have happened. And they go, this had to happen, this yeah. had to happen, this That's had what? to happen, oh, this had God. to happen. And it all oh, had God. to happen, and all because it happened at 105 today. And that, that confluence of amazing coincidences led to this. Or like his mother, you can say, I saw the Lord, I felt the Lord touch him. Yeah. And this is miraculous. And like, <laughs> what, now, and, but, but it takes faith to see that. It does. Because, because ordinarily, oh, well, I'll believe in the 15 unlikely things that could have happened that could have made this right. happen. And believe me, I'm a gambler. 15 million to one <laughs> things do not happen within the space of a half hour. That's, sure that? <laughs> that's simply, I would not take that bet. <laughs> and,
3: and
1: Steve has the gambling table time to prove it.
3: Well, and, and, and not only that, but, but, it, but it's one of those I look at, I look at the vastness of space and the way the physics all works. And, and okay, so I'm a corporate trainer now, but my initial foray in my educational career, I was an engineering major. So I had through physics two, chemistry one, two, and three, and calc- calculus one, two, and three, all the way to linear algebra. And anybody that can't look at the beautiful mathematics of the universe and how it works and yeah. not believe that... that that there, something put something, it in there's place. There's
2: little hints there, but like
3: mm. the Fibonacci sequence. Yes,
2: shows up everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, and 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 I have yet. I, I mean, mathematicians and scientists marvel at it. They can't explain it. Yeah, no, but everywhere, no, from stars maybe. to plants to cells, from the macro to the micro yep. there's this little like little signature. This mm. this ratio shows yeah. up. Yeah. And like uh, well, <laughs> you know, you, you, <laughs> well, I mean you can you, you can say it's the, remarkable,
3: the, but you can touch the divine yeah, there. Is there the something theory there? of entropy says that things that that are set in motion will eventually devolve into chaos. Mm-hmm. The universe is not in chaos, despite yeah, what everybody not, well, thinks. Well, that, that is that is <laughs> now you see
2: that part of that. If you want to keep the science going, yeah. the entropy is based on the theory that the universe is a closed is system. system. yeah, correct. That, and that, and that, that holds up. That holds yes. up. But if the universe is infinite, then. Energy cannot necessarily – there is not necessarily a fixed source of energy.
1: And you know what? It, it, when we start talking astronomy, you can tell that we're coming down to the end of uh, podcast number 309. And uh, Mike, awesome. Thank you so Good much job, for uh, for leading us with that. And let's go ahead and let Mike go ahead and uh, and take us to the end on this. Well,
4: I, I – Astronomy. i got to throw this in, folks. Okay. Right, know, go Bill ahead. Doesn't like it yet, quite yet. I love astronomy folks, myself, too. So. Big Bang Theory. Scientists all say the universe is expanding. It had to start at one point. It doesn't prove that God created it, but it sure is some evidence toward it. And it started at one point, and...
1: It's been expanding ever it, since. Well, it, mm.
4: it, it, it's got to have uh, expanded from a, a central point. So, uh, yeah, folks, l- l- let me uh, uh, talk about, right quick, uh, one more thing. Uh, Steve and I saw the movie Yesterday After Death. I'm sure some of you have heard about it from angel.com. And and he mentioned a couple things. He put a couple things in our uh, in our our format or things to talk about. And he mentioned, do we all get one chance to go to heaven? Uh, is, it, is it too late after you die? Well, and what about people who have never heard the gospel? Those are two things we won't spend time on, but he threw those in. I'm going to take one moment. If they want to address it for a moment, we'll go real quick. Uh, after death, there are some people who die. Their testimony is in that movie. And they did get another chance while they're going to eternity. Uh, one or two of them did not, had not chosen Christ they were atheists and while they're heading down into the pit one of them commented I remember going to Sunday school and being taught that Jesus is the way and he said it's going dark and people are surrounding me and, and the darkness is just grabbing me he says I said he said Jesus you got to help me or Lord you got to help me I don't know what to do. And he said, all of a sudden he began, he stopped going downward and started going upward. And they all have a testimony that there's a light that they're all going to. And and Robert, the thing they said was, and, and Bill, they said, the light is tremendously love. When you see the light, you feel love. It's 100% love. And uh, now, am I saying that's the absolute truth and the facts? I don't know, folks, but it's worth seeing the movie... It makes you go feel a lot better about where you may spend eternity. And um, I, let me find something real quick. Take one moment. Would you say something? Oh, I would <laughs> say. I would say, one, I would one, say one I'll, I'll counter that by
2: it. saying, hey, I'm not going to dish on it because it was an interesting film. Uh, there's no denying that these near-death experiences—they uh, happen a lot. Um, in many ways, they're remarkably similar, in sci- and, and scientists, doctors do collect them. And uh, so, whether you want to make that as more evidence, that's that's okay. up to you. But they are they are remarkably similar in the way they, you know, in the way people say it's a little different in their own way. But yeah, what is remarkable that some people who claimed that. Um, well, that they were not believers or they were atheists or, or they just didn't give it any thought, had, again, a last-minute shot to, to well, they apparently envisioned they got this last-minute shot. The other, the other part of this, which I'm glad the, the, the uh, film went into, which even did come with a Christian point of view, was that a lot of people who had near-death experiences, it was so glorious to them, they got depressed, when they, when they when they when they broke up. When that they woke up they didn't want to come that back to and, come and back. their relate yeah. their relationships changed, some of their marriages broke up. They did do th- they did some of them really did convert to Christianity and change their lives from it. But that I mean it didn't shy away from some obvious things because my thought is during the movie, Well, it was so great. Well, why are you, you know, talking about it? And and some said I, I didn't want to come back.
4: All right, Well, hey. folks, uh, Steve was uh, kind I mean, enough to give me a moment geez. to find my <laughs> closing here. And and everybody's going to get a chance to share what mm-hmm. they learned, what they hope you will find as a takeaway, because folks, we hope our comments maybe helped you in understanding a little bit about faith. And we said that the most important thing to me was I was surprised when the guys all said, yeah, sometimes you have doubt with faith. Sometimes you don't understand what faith is, but so you're not unusual, folks, if you don't always have faith 100% of the time. And sometimes you get knocked on your back. Because James said, Robert brought up James, and he said that that your faith is going to be tested. And when your faith is tested, it brings about patience and endurance, right, Robert? Right. So biblical faith requires us to believe in something we cannot see. And folks, that's heaven, Jesus Christ. This is not unusual, as I mentioned earlier, because we believe in quantum physics, the science which underlies how atoms work, and so it explains why chemistry and biology work as they do as well. We cannot see atoms, but we see the evidence, and we see the effect of their existence. Now the wind, folks, here's another one. We cannot see the wind, and the guys have talked about looking all around you. You can look all around you and see evidence of God, we do not see the wind, but we clearly see the effect of its existence and its evidence. And science says that God is not logical, so probably does not exist to certain forms of it. But evolution says that we evolved from a single cell. We were not created. But please note, folks, again, as I mentioned earlier, astronomy says that the universe is expanding, which means the stars, the planets, the galaxies all begin at a centralized part. Point, point. Now, the incredible fact is so powerful evidence of that our universe would get in one place and could have been easily been created by God, as the Bible tells us. So the Bible is a handbook on how to live among ourselves with love and discipline. Our first step to believe that God exists and to love him as well. We cannot see him, but we can see his handiwork on the earth and in heaven. So why should we love God? Because he first loved us. John three sixteen, Is heaven a free gift? We are often told that heaven is a free gift. I'm going to tell you. No, heaven is not a free gift, folks. If you accept Christ, it will cost you. and That's what the guys mm-hmm. mentioned. I think Steve mentioned this. Folks, you will work. And Robert said, being a Christian is difficult. You will pay with your heart, your time, and your worldly friends. Bill used to be participate in... in uh, Loaves and fishes, where he went down on Fridays and fed the homeless. But the question here, you're to, so you're going to ask it: Is it worth it? Yes. Heaven is worth your faith, and accepting Christ is worth your worth your faith. Bill,
1: excellent. Uh, a takeaway from you, professor:
3: work at your faith. It, it it really is, and and you know I'll beat this drum all day long. It it is all about exercising your faith muscle to have faith it is all about after you accept christ recognizing that you're that's like step one of 850 million begillion whatever the biggest number you can think of is because after that it comes down to how do you use your faith what do you do with that newfound freedom in christ You know, and and to figure that out, you have to exercise it. Just like, you know, you have to go exercise a muscle to make it do things. You have to exercise your brain. Exercise your faith muscle. Read your Bible. Study scripture. Hang out with other Christians. Serve people. You know, find ways to give back. Be a part of a faith community. And that doesn't mean parking your butt in a pew on Sunday morning and not doing anything else. That means do other things with it. That right there is what faith is really all about at the end of the day.
1: Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch?
2: I, I think what, what what Robert's saying, faith in action inspires people. Faith in action grows people. People are inspired by someone who they can see doing something out of the sheer will to do it. And if they even if they are... If, it's, and especially if they know they're driven by a a christian faith it's easy to sit back and do nothing it's easy to be cynical it's easy to be nihilistic it's not some kind of uh you know (laughs) oh daring thing um maybe in the late 40s it was when it was still a lot a strong a strong religious uh tradition uh throughout the west but these days you know if you're if you're Twenty years old and wearing black and, and you know wearing a beret and walking around and saying uh, "le dieu est mort," <laughs> and, um, you're not impressing anybody. You're not shocking anybody. You're mainstream Christians today in America and Europe are not mainstream. They're the ones that are countercultural, and that's how they're inspiring people. They're go people. You know when when churches came to came when churches acted during harvey when they acted uh during the uh during the hurricanes that in that 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 stood out uh and inspired people inspired people who may have just not you know been christians or anything just they, they got out and done do just something and that and the kingdom of god just grew just a little bit more so that's that's what I think the, the fruit of this discussion isn't so much faith is definitely something you have, but it's expressed through your willingness, I, I said earlier, to buy into the Bible, not, not just believe in it, it, oh yes, it says all these wonderful things, but buy into it, accept the challenge, take up your cross, as Jesus, Jesus the, the, the Bible, especially the New Testament, points to you and says, "says okay, you're a believer now. You have your faith. You're saved. Put it into action at whatever level you can.
1: <clears throat> thanks so much for tuning in. This has been great. And Mike, thanks so much for all the effort that you put in on being the producer. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> get off the couch. You're working next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just wanted to add one thing about faith. And as I get older, it seems like more and more people, uh, and, and this is probably rude to say, uh, and I've had people come up to me and say, I have no faith, and it, I just say, so what? Because faith to me and for me has made me a better person. And because of that, especially as I look back on my life, I have done so much that I would not have done if I had not had faith, it's taken me farther than I could ever imagine. And as I close, this podcast is a prime example. We started We thought we'd get 10. This is 309. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of our producer, I had it. Steve Titch, but that's not right. And producer Michael Cropper, <laughs> Steve Titch, Professor Robert Koshu. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your podcast. Please write our podcast and leave a review. And my name is Bill Cox. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is or at No church' dot com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist streaming services on Facebook, YouTube, and at SugarlandBaptist.org. It starts Sundays at 9:45 a.m. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church, why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men-only. If there isn't one, start one don't take any church answers. We will talk with you next week.
0: You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.